0: Sometimes in life there are winners and losers, boys and girls. It's just a fact of life. And today we're gonna be discussing some of the biggest winners and losers from the NFL Draft. Let's ride. We're going to jump right in we're going to go position by position and kind of talk about some of the biggest winners and losers let's start thing off with the quarterback and i think we can say the entire group is a, is a loser uh this weekend yeah uh, in, in my real opinion here you know mocks were all over the place there was speculation that you know we could see two three maybe even four quarterbacks go in the first round and then there was start to be some that started to come out that talked about that there was only going to be yeah. one quarterback and that happened to be what happened and it was Kenny Pickett going to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then we did not see another quarterback go until the third round. Now, I will say this, at least for the the quarterbacks like Desmond Ritter, Corral, and Malik Willis, all three of them have some sort of shot to maybe have some sort of fantasy relevance, even as early as this year. And then you have Kenny Pickett. I guess you could call him a winner, but I, I wouldn't. Really, uh like I don't love the pick no. at all. I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of Kenny Pickett and his game. He is a old quarterback. You know, it took him until year five to really truly break out, and I, those are just red flags to me. And so, I actually think that we're probably going to see the
1: majority of uh, Mitchell Trubisky this year. But there are definitely some other guys that we can talk about who weren't rookies who added a W next to their name after this weekend. Uh, i know there's definitely one guy that you want to talk about that stands out i just want to say real quick with kyler murray i think he comes out of this uh, a winner obviously we had some just wild trades happen on night one one of those being hollywood brown to arizona Uh, i think he's an upgrade over what they had in christian kirk and then they also added trey mcbride i know they brought uh zach Ertz back looks like they're trying to put some more pieces around kyler anyone else stand out to you in terms of winners that weren't rookies
0: uh Jalen Hurts absolutely yeah. Jalen Hurts uh, is an absolute winner like that that was uh you know, probably buried the lead a little bit with them trading for AJ Brown in yeah. this in this class I mean this offense is, is looks really good right now I mean, you have AJ Brown who's going to be the one Devonte Smith who's going to be the two uh, then you have you know the number three you know option that's going to be Dallas Goddard and so this offense is going to be really good and this is an offense last year that was predicated mainly on the run at the very least I think you see them throw the ball more I mean I mean you have to you have to see what you have in Jalen Hurts this offense is probably as good as as you could probably ask for right now with the match of weapons that they have. So right now I have Jalen Hurts as a top five fantasy quarterback uh, heading into 2022. And I don't think that's hot. For the most part, I think this was kind of the, 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 the two guys that really stood out to me as kind of the big winners from this past weekend with, with some of the guys we got. Zach Wilson, another one I think you could really make a case for with yeah. him adding Garrett Wilson, yeah. Brees Hall. And I think that's actually a good transition into the running back position. But before we do, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button for future content. We, we're going to have a lot of stuff coming out. So just be sure to uh, you know check out those. If you want to jump into our fantasy football Discord, always popping, always people talking in there. It's absolutely free. Link in the description below. Anyways, let's keep it rocking here. We saw Brees Hall go to the Jets. And uh initial re- initial reaction was, well, Michael Carter is dead. You know, like it's you hate to see. I don't think Michael Carter is dead. I I I still think there's a scenario where maybe he has like a Naheem Hines type role. I don't think that he is somebody that's gonna get like a, a large workload, but I think you could probably see. Six to 10 touches, uh, you know, every game, something like that. But overall, this is a great landing spot for Brees Hall because this is an offense that's ascending. This is an offense that has really retold their offensive line. I think you can make a case. It's like a top 10 offensive line right now and uh, w- what they have. So that is excellent news, not just for Zach Wilson, but also for Brees Hall. I think he is going to be the workhorse here. Uh, I think you could probably pencil him in for 60, 70% of the workload here in this backfield, uh, you know, right out the gate. And so I absolutely love this for Brees Hall. And, Um, I think he's an absolute big time winner here. He didn't go to some bad landing spot where, you know, he is going to be like in a 50-50 split, kind of like what Javante Williams was last year with Melvin Gordon when he was drafted. So love this for Brees Hall.
1: The other obvious one, Kenneth Walker goes to a run first team, no Russ Wilson. They're not going to be having Drew Locke drop back 650 times per game. So he's a winner there. You know, even if Rashad Penny can stay healthy, which he has not been able to do. Up until this point, only got that one year contract from the Seahawks as well. So I think Kenneth Walker is going to be in their plans unless, you know, he just face plants and, you know, Rashad Penny stays healthy. A guy who is sneaky here is Damian Pierce, fourth round draft capital, Marlon Mack, Rex Burkhead, the only ones in his way. They added to that offensive line as well with Kenyon Green in the in the first. Obviously still have Laramie Tunsell at left tackle as well. So I don't see him being a workhorse kind of back. I just don't know that that's going to be necessary for the Houston Texans to do that, at least not this year. And then outside of the, the rookies in terms of winners, J.K. Dobbins, I think we see the Ravens potentially take a step back in terms of their passing volume from where they were last year, which which definitely sucks for fantasy purposes. They added some talented offensive line and of free agency. Obviously got Linderbaum in the in the first round as well. So I think Dobbins was a big winner. All right.
0: So just a little backtrack here because I have Kenneth Walker as a loser um, on this. Side. And it's, it's, for, it's for a lot of reasons. One, it is a terrible offense. This is going to be a terrible, trash offense, right? And secondly, I don't know what the hell Pete Carroll is going to do with, with Kenneth Walker. We can sit here and say, yes, they, they spent heavy draft capital on Kenneth Walker. But you can say say the same thing about Rashad Penny. They did the same thing with the first round pick. And if you remember, they made Chris Carson the starter. I don't even know if Chris Carson's going to be back or not. I would assume that he's probably not. But who knows? It's still a possibility he could be back. Then you're talking about Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, who, regardless of the fact, like I'm not going to sit here and try to project an injury for Rashad Penny and say he's, he's definitely getting hurt. Okay, like, But he looked fantastic at the end of last season. That, that last 6-7 game run that he went on was everything that I think people thought Rashad Penny could be if he could stay healthy. If he can stay healthy this year, there's no guarantee whatsoever that Kenneth Walker is going to step right in. And we're also talking about Pete Carroll does not really target running backs that much either, so that also just limits his ceiling as well. And if he's going to be in a, in a split backfield in a bad offense – I just don't love it. So for at least for redraft purposes, I do not love Kenneth Walker unless we get a bunch of injuries. I think it's kind of a a, at least for year one, it's a loss. Moving forward, it could end up being better, but just for this year, I'm not excited about Kenneth Walker. We also have to bring up Elijah Mitchell, right? They went out, added another another damn running back. Like uh, like we shouldn't be shocked at this point that that's what they're doing, right? But this year they bring in Terry and Davis Price. That not only a lot of people were talking about there. He wasn't a guy that people were talking about at all you know as somebody that people should be uh, concerned about played at lsu he does have a 89th percentile speed score 54th percentile burst score six foot 219 but now with elijah mitchell i don't know what to think like i still think elijah mitchell's the guy but them adding another running back in the third round like anything can happen with the 49ers backfield so it's almost like a stay away for me because i don't know what to expect i think you can invest in elijah mitchell and then get burnt or you, you know it's just so many different directions i would just go much like the Patriots' backfield that you normally do in the past. Invest in the cheapest guy if that's what you want to do and move on because I'm not about to get burnt by a 49ers back, uh, running back right now. In terms of some other running backs that you didn't talk about that I like the landing spots for, uh, Tyler Algier to the Falcons. I like that. Low-key, that, that that is a good move for him. Uh, Cordell Patterson, who they stopped using as much as a runner over the second half of the season, and Damian Williams. Like, There's nobody there. Big, physical running back. Played very well at BYU, albeit behind a really good offensive line. He was in the top 10 in yards created. Very efficient running back. Top 5 yards created per attempt, so he was very efficient on a per-touch basis as well. So Tyler Algier quietly lands in a really good spot and very well could be the starting running back of the Falcons this year would not surprise me whatsoever for this team so I do like Tyler Algier I think that was a good spot for him where he went in the fifth round James Cook is going to be the other guy that people talk about as you know a, a winner here but I, I don't know. I, I think I that, think that's what's more likely is Devin Singletary is going to still be the lead back in this offense and then I think from there we are going to see james cook be that naheem hines type role where he is going to get third down work and stuff like that i think he'll he'll work in from there but i but people are going to overvalue james cook because in the bills offense and i think that's a mistake but has to bring up james Conner, absolute slam dunk winner they did bring on uh bring in uh keontae ingram from, from usc but that was a six round pick so there's really nothing to worry about my goodness, it is going to be wheels up for James Conner in 2022. They brought nobody in that really threatens him. You know, Benjamin is still there. So absolutely love James Conner. Let's keep it moving. Let's let's jump over to the wide receivers. And this is the one where I think there was a lot of players that were picked that were very surprising very early on. And there were also some really good landing spots here. So to me, the absolute first winner to talk about is Drake London, him going to Atlanta. Now, I do have questions about Marcus Mariota as a passer. Can he support him and Kyle Pitts? That's the problem. While yes, the targets are going to be there because there's literally nobody else there. But is Marcus Mariota? Can he be that guy that, that supports multiple pass catchers and is more than that? We'll see on that. But this is going to be a team that has really bad defense. They're going to have going to be playing from behind a ton, so they're going to have to throw the ball to keep up in game. So. I think I think this is good news uh year one for Drake London, and probably even more so moving forward down the line as they as they probably add another quarterback, or if Desmond Ritter ends up being that guy. Tristan Watson has to be a winner. He goes to Green Bay early day two. There's nobody else there. It's Alan Lazard, Robert Tanyan, with with Aaron Rodgers. And you know, as much as his his profile looks just like my, uh Marquez Valdez scaling, there's other people that like him a lot more than me. But it's hard to deny the amount of targets that that are there that are vacated due to Devontae Adams leaving, Marcus Valdez-Scantling leaving. So it is really good news for Christian Watson. He is going to step into a pretty sizable role year one. So it's going to be really hard for him to fail. They did bring in Romeo Dobbs, which is funny because I saw, I think it was Dane Brugler comped him to Devontae Adams. So it's just funny two similar comments that, that people have made. One, Christian Watson is Marcus Valdez Scantling, and then two, Romeo Dobbs. People have commented to Devonte Adams. So, and then Sky Moore uh, going to the Chiefs, excellent landing spot. You know, we kept waiting to see where the Chiefs going to take a wide receiver when they were going to do it. There was so much uh, uh, speculation that they were going to trade up into the first round with those two first round picks to get their guy, but they waited and then they actually traded back with. <laughs> this is the greatest. With, with the Patriots, the Patriots went. Tyquan Thornton. Now, he was the guy who who everybody was talking about after the combine ran his blazing fast 40. But other than that, that was really he was thought to be like a, a late three or a fourth round pick. And the Patriots traded up to get him with George Pickens with Sky Moore still on the board. Uh, I don't know what the Patriots were doing in this draft, but it, it wasn't good. It, I digress. But with Sky Moore going there, I think for year one, he's going to be limited because they still have Travis Kelsey there. Juju's there. Marcus Valdez-Scantling is there. It's going to be harder for him to get a consistent role. But after this year, he very well could be the wide receiver one. So in Dynasty, I think people should value him more. Redraft, I think he could get overdrafted, and so I'd probably be out unless unless you can get him at a solid value because it's going to be tough because I don't know if Juju – with Juju Smith-Schuster and Sky Moore, both of them played a lot in the slot – I don't know how this shakes out because, you know, not that because Sky Moore can definitely play on the outside. And i what I think is going to happen is you're just going to see the Chiefs move these guys all around, which is what they typically do anyway. And so I don't think you're going to have like a true slot wide receiver here. I, I just don't know if, uh, if there's going to be enough opportunity right out the gate for Sky Moore to be fantasy relevant. So, and then the only other guy I wanted to mention was Darnell Mooney, absolute winner here. They drafted uh, Velas Jones, <laughs> who is like 30 years old already entering this uh, former Tennessee guy. Terrible draft pick. I don't know what they're doing. They brought nobody to surround Justin Fields. I know they'd have a first-round pick. I do like the pick they took in the second round, the corner they got, who should have been a first-round pick. But still, you have to surround Justin Fields with, with, with talent. What do we do in Chicago? But regardless, Darno Mooney, absolute winner. He is a locked-in top 15 wide receiver for me right now heading into 2022.
1: Yeah, you have to love that from Mooney, and maybe we should get ahead of the curve of everyone calling Cole Komet this year's tight end sleeper. Like maybe we need to put that video out just to be first to market because I feel like he's going to be the sleeper that ends up no longer a sleeper by the time that you know July and August roll around. Uh, outside of the guys that you mentioned, I think Chris Olave is a winner. I know me and you were both a little bit lower on him, didn't necessarily see all the hype, but he goes to a absolutely wide open receiver room. Another rookie that I'm interested in who also has nothing around him was John Mechie, uh, a guy that like I didn't really understand why no one was talking about him at all. Like obviously he had that late ACL tear, but no one, no one was mentioning this kid and he's been, you know, solid for, for Alabama. I think he, you know, he's not going to have the analytic profile that a lot of people are looking for if that's your cup of tea, but he's also just been an absolute loaded room his entire time at Bama, and then he goes in the early second to the Texans. So it's going to be him and Brandon Cooks. So that's a that, that's a spot that that is definitely interesting for me. I think he could be full PPR leagues. I think he could be someone to to really pay attention to toward the end of our of our redrafts uh, this year. So like him there, Jalen Tolbert. I think that is a sneaky spot with him going to Dallas after all the talent that has left that Dallas room. Then you have Michael Gallup, who, you know, also had that late season ACL tear, then had the late surgery after that as well. And I I noticed you left out a a guy, I'm sure this, uh, I'm sure you didn't mean to do it, but David Bell, I think we could, we could look at as, as a winner. Robbie, I'll step in here for you, even though this show is your idea and you're not here. I will mention David Bell, lands with Cleveland, third-round draft capital. Now he's tied to Deshaun Watson. I know uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones is there. Obviously, they brought in Amari Cooper. It's going to be interesting to see where they end end up lining these guys up because Donovan Peoples-Jones is kind of the only guy they have right now you know, with any sort of production anyway to fill a downfield role. So it's going to be interesting that they kind of just make him a big slot kind of guy. We have to see, but I think you can look at him as a winner. Real quick, uh, just you know, we we haven't really mentioned a lot of losers. I think Devonta Smith is a bit of a loser. I know you said with with Jalen Hurts they're going to be throwing a little bit more, and 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 I do agree. But I think with the with the addition of AJ Brown, I'm afraid he's just going to get pegged into like that downfield high A dot kind of kind of role. You know, I mean, I I don't think that 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 this is great for him because I I do see the the pass attempts going up. But I don't think it's going to be a high volume pass offense, you know, kind of probably around, you know, middle of the, you know, middle of the pack in terms of their, you know, pass and run ratio. So just kind of want to throw that one out there.
0: Some losers would be one, probably George Pickens, at least for this year, because you're, you're, he, it is a, it is very much like a Martavis Bryant type situation where you have uh, already great options already there, and he kind of steps in unless an injury happens. Because Chase, you still have Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryer, I mean, Najee Harris. There's so many weapons there, and they bring in Calvin Austin uh, as well. So I mean, this is there's just so many so many weapons here. But after this year, it's very possible that Deontay Johnson could be gone after this year. He's a free agent after this year unless they decide to franchise him. Uh, you know, I mean, Chase Claypool continually, uh, you know, hasn't really gotten it done, you know, since his rookie year and that big breakout. So, I don't know, maybe he surpasses, surpasses him, which is still in the range of possibilities. But, uh, George Picken, love the player. I just don't think it's a great landing spot for fantasy purposes this year. Alec Pierce, I've heard a lot of people hyping this, this pick. And, yes, the volume is there. Or the opportunity is there as being the number two wide receiver. I just don't really... Like Alec Pierce is very much just a one-dimensional go route type wide receiver, deep, deep threat, right? But we're talking about an offense that was 31st in neutral game pace last year uh, for, for the Colts. I don't think any of that changes this year with with Matt Ryan. It's gonna be a very slow offense. They're gonna be dependent and reliant on Jonathan Taylor, and so I don't think there's gonna be a ton of volume to go around. And just Alec Pierce, like he's just a, he he needs to grow into more of a nuanced route runner because really all they ever asked him to do at Cincinnati was to do the deep ball and so while you know there there could definitely be some spike weeks with some play action and stuff like that for him I don't think he's going to be a consistent guy that you're going to be looking for in fantasy circles this year unless something were to happen to Michael Pittman and so for that like I I just don't love this landing spot at least for year one even though everybody else seems to be all over that bandwagon loving the Alec Pierce pit I think that those are kind of the the wide receivers that really stood out to me I'm sure that we'll get more in depth on this and kind of dig more deeper this is just kind of our instant feedback on on kind yeah. of where we stand with these guys. Lastly, you have tight end. I don't think there's a lot to talk about with the tight ends. We know tight ends take a long time to develop, and a lot of these guys are in crowded situations. Trey McBride's gonna be behind Zach Ertz. Um, I do like the Jelani Woods pick. He could be somebody uh, yeah. th- th- that is interesting because really in Indy, there's nobody else. But again, we kind of talked about it. slow paced team but could, could see some uh, red zone opportunities if he can get on the field early. Other than that, you have like Rucker, who I believe went to the Jets. So weird. But like there's so many tight ends there. They already have uh, the guys that they brought in this year. So like there's just yeah. no tight end that really stands out to me, like outside of an injury to Zach Ertz, that really is going to uh, bear fruit. I will say big winner is Mark Andrews. Because while yes, I do think they run the ball a lot more. Getting rid of Marquis or Hollywood Brown is just is going to help him see more targets, and so it is going to be a very very tight debate between Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. Right? You know, it's going to be interesting to see how this transpires. But I don't. Do you have any other tight ends you want to talk about?
1: Are you uh, are you not going to mention Albert O as a loser? I
0: wasn't going to bring it up, but <laughs> fuck you. <laughs>
1: No, I mean, I, I, I don't like. Who knows? You know, what I mean, with with, uh, with Greg Dolchitz coming in uh, in the third round, obviously some heavy capital. You know, we're also now talking about a different uh, coaching staff. Um, I, I just, I just want to throw that one out there to, to you.
0: Yeah, and and you know, I, I know we kind of skimmed over some of these. Other, there's believe me, there's a lot of players that we didn't really talk about. You know, James Williams, Jahan Dotson, which I actually Jahan Dotson would be a loser. I guess like we could have talked about him as a loser because. I just don't love the fit, at least for year one with, with Carson Wentz. But we didn't talk about him. We didn't talk about Traylon Burks. I mean, there, there's a lot of other guys. Rashad White went to the Bucks. There's a lot of other talk, but we, I mean, we got all offseason. We got the next two or three months to really get into this. Uh, we'll have a lot of player profiles uh, on all these guys, especially the rookies uh, coming out probably in the next month or so. With all of these guys where we talk about you know more in depth about their situation landing spot uh where they are on the depth chart what kind of project what they can do for this year so all that will be coming so let us know who do you think biggest winner biggest loser of the draft for you guys what we get right what we get wrong and again be sure to hit that like subscribe button we appreciate all the support we will catch you on the next one bye